0: Hi, i Henning from FlipNormals.com. And this is going to be a little bit different. This is the, let's call it the reintroduction of the FlipNormals podcast. We've had some podcast episodes in the past, but never anything structured, never anything where we've gone, okay, now we should do a podcast. But Henning and I have been talking for a while about this, and I know it's something that he's been wanting to do for a very long time. It's taken me a little while to, to get on board as well, but I think we found a format that can work and and something that we think will be interesting for for our viewers and listeners. And so essentially we want to do a podcast where we just talk about stuff. We talk about flip normals, we talk about what's going on with us, everything in the company, the YouTube channel, everything that we can't quite fit into I guess uh normal content format. But also we want to extend it beyond that, talking about relevant CG news anything that's happening within the industry, and I guess kind of just take it from there. That's, that's sort of the plan.
1: Yeah, so this is just the beginning for that. are very excited to get started with this. We'll see how it goes. We're, it's not going to be anything too formal. Very exciting to go into specifically news talking about like the state of the economy in terms of how that's affecting the whole industry oh so interesting <laughs> oh yes <yeah. laughs> so there's plenty of really cool topics coming up but yeah today we're just gonna be talking about what's been going on over the last uh, last many years
0: well yeah because it has been it has been many years you know henning and i started flip normals 10 years ago now it's 10 years and a couple of weeks actually right yeah i think it was just like a october 9th or 11th or something like that that's when we we purchased the domain and everything got started and and back then the goal was to to make tutorials you know we just wanted to create content and and publish it and that all started with a basic wordpress website a basic theme where we sort of got started with that and we we didn't really think about a marketplace or or how to expand into any of that it was just us doing tutorials uh, I remember, at the time, everything was on. We put everything on Vimeo because that was like the professional platform. Like we didn't want to do YouTube because I I don't know I can't remember why, but we felt like Vimeo would give like a more professional vibe to it. And then slowly, you know, over the coming years, everything sort of transitioned over to YouTube, and everyone started u- doing YouTube anyway. So I think we just we jumped on that train and, and realized that Vimeo wasn't really the greatest platform for indexing and searching especially not compared to how youtube is doing it at least
1: it used to be really good uh but then when we started going back to making videos like properly in 2018 right before we quit our jobs we, we looked into vimeo and you had to pay for it now <laughs> you had to pay for it yeah. and with the <laughs> amount of videos we had we we had to pay a lot of money so we just decided just to ditch it and but also back in 2013 youtuber wasn't really a thing it's like it was just starting to become like a yeah. thing you could be. You didn't really have famous YouTubers, not to the same extent, and it didn't really make sense. We do, We want to focus more on like high quality training, and uh, yeah, we didn't really get started with that properly until like twenty eighteen. So that was uh, that was uh, that was quite a ride just getting to that point.
0: I think for me, there was sort of this connotation with YouTube versus Vimeo that content on YouTube was more like amateur content and YouTube or, and and content on Vimeo was professional content. I I can't actually remember where I got that into my head, but that was sort of like the mantra that, that followed, uh, followed us for a while. Uh, But like uh, back to the website stuff, actually, that's, that's what I wanted to, to quickly touch on, you know, so, so ever since starting Flip Normals, web development has been like this tiny, tiny focus where, okay, we needed a website, we needed to do something. And I, I did a lot of the the WordPress stuff and looking into that, but I'm not a web developer. I didn't know anything about coding or anything at the time. It was more just how can we jerry-rig a couple of themes together and, and make everything work? And so that's kind of what we did. And that followed us for a long time. You know, we got in touch with some developers, uh, if, you know, a handful of developers over the next couple of years that were very helpful you know they they gave us in retrospect now insane discounts on on especially for the features that got developed and what we got for the money and at, at the time it was like you know it was a obscene amount of money for us because we didn't have that kind of money to to put in to to building a website i think when we launched the the second version of the Flip Normals marketplace, we we had done like version one of the marketplace was me and uh, like just going on Stack Overflow. And I remember talking like to some theme developers and they were kind enough to give me code to do kind of what we wanted but For version two. We had a web developer who helped us and I think it was like 5,000 pounds or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think that for was, that for like, was the full version. Months. Um, which in retrospect is crazy now for a a full functioning website, especially when you think about that, that was the core that sustained us and helped us
1: grow our brand for the next, uh, four, four years or something like that. Do you remember? I think we launched that in 2019 and then we launched a new one in 2022 end of that. So yeah, like three, three years about that. Yeah. And that was the foundation. That was a big
0: step for us. And it's, and that sort of kept us going for a long time, actually. Also, I think until Yeah, until we switched over. I mean in the meantime, we did a lot of work with developers after that, developing specific features. Because like the first iteration we had of that, you couldn't even you couldn't even upload to us. <laughs> that was like this ghetto setup where you had to upload through a third party service that would send us an email uh, with the attachment and then we would manually upload that to Amazon and then sort of like manually input it and everything. Uh, It worked well in the beginning because it was so limited and there weren't a lot of people. And, uh, but soon we realized that obviously, you know, people needed to be able to, to upload themselves. So there was a lot of this stuff going on all the time with basic solutions or solutions that this was what we could afford while well, we sort of continue to scale everything and, and build up the marketplace and i think when do we start actual
1: development on the version that is now live we started with that the first calls we had with the agency was in february of 2021
0: <laughs> henning's rain man date brain is is you always need, helpful need.
1: for this <laughs> i like i me,
0: me and dates i don't know he could have said yeah, six years ago okay yeah that sounds good um, 2010 <laughs> And, and, you know, that was the start of a long, long journey, a much longer and more expensive journey than we could have ever imagined. (laughs) Um, you know, knowing what I know now, geez, man, a lot of decisions. We learned a lot, uh, through that, you know, building that marketplace. So I think that was definitely beneficial also for us as a team, but the development process was hard and getting to where we are now. I mean, I'm, I'm really satisfied with the product. Uh, I can't remember we've shared some of this in the past where we've talked about the delays and stuff and I have a um like a flip normals page on indie hackers where I do diary updates like they're very short diary updates so it's like you know basically like a tweet where we just update about financials and how will think what how much things cost and delays or positive milestones whether it be creator payouts or how much we've made and and that kind of stuff and and it helps keep me sane and it helps keep me uh it helps keep me like get my thoughts straight like remember the the order of things because so many things happen all the time it can be can be a little bit tricky but essentially we started with a ukrainian developer like we picked it out from mm, i can't remember we did a we did a bunch of interviews and and email correspondences with with developers and, and finally landed on on one that sounded like you know they were going to be they were going to be able to help us achieve what we wanted they'd built marketplaces in the past and it seemed to go well for uh, for a while but after what was it like six months maybe like about, four months about a year I mean.
1: from the first call that was when stuff oh, yeah. started to go proper bad with with that mm
0: yeah we sort of uh realized that they weren't able to stick to deadlines and i think in in i like the best way I can describe it is they sort of lied about <laughs> uh not maybe not their abilities but i they heavily underestimated the the task, and I think they they didn't really want to fess up to that, so they kept us going for a while until everything started to point towards something was wrong very very wrong and we worked with them continued to work with them for a while until we could switch over to a new developer because at this point we had sort of like we were investing in this new platform the current one to be like the next big iteration of flip normal so we we were investing i mean all of our our liquidity went into that project because you know we wanted to have something scalable, have something that we could use for many years. Because it became very apparent that the size that we grew to fairly quickly, WordPress just wasn't able to to handle. I think it it caught a lot of people by surprise whenever they found out that FlipNormals was running on WordPress, uh, which is which is funny because I mean it's just a, it's just a blog, it's, but it's a pretty solid framework, but just not designed for. For what we wanted to use it for
1: we really only had three options um, at this time like we had we could either just let the site current site the wordpress one just run its course and that would have failed at some point it, at some point it just shut down and we couldn't figure out how to get it back up again and worked on that for three days doing manual data entry good fun <laughs> turns out we didn't have to do that oh but, uh, but we did second option was yeah. do kind of like an in-between version like basically a new wordpress site but with developers building it that would have been much much cheaper than what we ended up with but who knows what we probably would have to rebuild that in some years anyway and the third one was just build a foundation build a proper foundation with custom code no you don't build it on top of some other frame existing framework like wordpress and then you you control everything the issue we had with the, the wordpress one was that if we wanted to do something specific we couldn't really do everything we wanted you want oh, you want to have the vat included in the final price at the end can't do that so many things we just genuinely <laughs> couldn't do and now whatever we ask for in terms of development whatever we design we can have the exact thing we want costs a lot of money though and that's a big difference between going from this like really indie site just like a few people just doing their best to actually rebuilding it and work with real agencies real developers not just doing a little job on uh, like basically like equivalent to fiverr right when it comes to code you're you're actually commissioning a real company where people's salaries are reliant on what you're doing it's very very difficult to to do that transition
0: yeah and at the point when we started development you know the way that it had been going for a while was very much like i was i was still on content creation but it was on a it was on a steady decline because every month the site got worse you know we had more users more products uh the database just couldn't handle it so i was just constantly on 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 janitor duty like things break oh okay i have to fix something i have to try to fix something being not a developer uh trying to learn stuff and you know, then we would hire someone to come in and fix something, bring the site back up, and that, ha- that actually happened quite a lot, and it started happening to a point where we could see that it it, it wasn't sustainable anymore, so we had to do something and and that's where we decided on going with an agency to fully uh, rebuild the marketplace from the ground up, which and it, you know, I think that is the best decision, but it was a lot of time and a lot of money. I think the original budget.
1: That we were quoted was like
0: two hundred and fifty thousand.
1: Yeah, I the think website. that was from like for like the MVP of that basic version that does what you want then, to, yeah. but nothing fancy.
0: And the full version was <clears throat> maybe like four hundred thousand. I think I think that's where we ended up. And and for us at the time, we were like, okay, we can do this. It's going to be tricky, and we'll we'll have to figure out what do we do with salaries and what do we do with uh with allocation of funds but let's let's try to make this work um little did we know we would end up spending almost twice that uh trying to get everything up and running you know and and i mean henning and i had a full year of no salaries actually in order to to try and compensate for for that which is crazy to think about actually
1: yeah last year we didn't draw a a single cent single penny in salaries there let me tell you don't do that that's uh that's uh, so difficult. It's <laughs> <That is> terrible. <laughs> and uh, yeah. in that time you 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 got a house I moved from Denmark to London and <laughs> doing an international move when you're when you're in that situation don't recommend.
0: <laughs> yeah, I you know, I got a I got a kid as well, a beautiful beautiful little girl and so that uh, happened on top of everything as well. <laughs> that was that was a stressful year. I would say like the transition period from when we when we wanted to switch from the first developer to our new one that was like the most intense one like negotiating with the old developer and and trying to get to that uh, intersection where we would transition over to the new developer have them take over how do we minimize costs how do we not get screwed over by the old developer that was like I think that's probably one of the most stressful periods I've ever had in my life. I'm, I'm really thankful that's over. You know, and, and I don't want it to be become like one of these, like, uh, like a pity fest was like, Oh, flip normal. It's so hard for us, but it's like, that was tricky, you know? And I'm glad we made it to the,
1: to the other side, to where we are now. It's, I had, um, um, but it's almost, definitely been intense. Oh, there was the time when I, where we, uh, where we doing this going back and forth between negotiations where I was looking for housing in London during a heat wave in, August <laughs> it was like the, the heat was in London are unlike anything else they're different than like other places so it was like 36 degrees there is no air con anywhere I've been running around the whole day looking for a flat here in in the city and um then we just had to have a call right next to a bus stop while it's scorching heat I've been walking like crazy sweaty like nothing <laughs> else basically no battery left oh, on the man. phone <laughs> that um that was not fun Let's, uh, let's not do that again. <laughs> I mean, luckily
0: we're at a, a much more stable point now. And I think yeah. also more importantly for our users and customers, that one thing that we started to see towards the end of what's called version two of the marketplace was an influx of customer support that was just, it was unsustainable. Like we would spend so much time fixing things and then going to customer support because things were breaking for our customers um, and we had sort of synonymized ourselves with you know it's a curated content everything that makes it onto to the marketplace is curated it's not like not like individual products aren't always checked, but creators are vetted and we make sure that everything is is good and it's we can get behind the quality but it just got to a point where the website, the functioning, the functions of the website didn't live up to the kind of products that we had because we just couldn't maintain it at, at, at that point. And I think that was one of the hardest things was seeing all the hard work that we had put in with, with products, curation, the YouTube channel wasn't reflected in the browsing experience, the buying experience for customers um which is in stark contrast to now where we actually have a fully functional website that I'm very very proud of Henning and I've talked about this a lot sort of internally where if whenever we've had to show the website to someone whether it be other developers friends even family you know it's always been like ah okay I'm kind of ashamed to show it because you never know what's going to happen when you open it maybe it's down maybe it's not maybe it doesn't open products or or whatever Whereas now we, you know, we can, we can confidently show it to anyone and, and we know that it's going to work. Obviously there's still bugs. It's, there always will be with a website, but I think we're in a, in a much more comfortable position now when it comes to the marketplace, at least.
1: Genuinely very happy with where it's at. It, I mean, we, we sacrificed a lot to put into it. Not like, again, not a sad sub story, but just we genuinely care about about the users, the customers we have on the side. For me, it's not even so much just about the customers per se. It's something deeper than that. It's the fact that the products we're selling, we we, we generally want that to improve somebody's lives. Like if you're learning 3D, we, we genuinely believe that the, the tutorials we're doing, like the exclusives or the tutorials our creators are doing, can actually change people's lives. We know they've done that in the past. You have people who don't mm-hmm. have the privilege of going to a traditional school. They can get cheap, affordable courses. Or if you're in a school that's not doing what it's supposed to, you can supplement your education there. Or if you're working professionally and you need something like... Um, like really high quality alpha brushes, you can really speed up your work there. So if you're a freelancer or a studio, you can genuinely like improve your career with that. And the better we are at our job about providing the platform, providing our tutorials, and also like the YouTube videos, the, the bigger impact we're going to be able to do there. And and not being able to 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 fully maximize that, not being able to do the best job we could because of the code we had, that was very very frustrating. We we genuinely mm. want to do the best we can for 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 the community, right? There aren't that many big communities in, in the three D industry like that. And and I think we can make an impact, a very positive impact in a bunch of people's lives. So it's awesome to be able to go back to that. For me, it's also like going back to YouTube. Haven't done that properly in a yeah, long time. Same actually going back and providing, you know, high quality free free content. Like the uh, we we just launched a Topo Gun video the other day. It's just kind of one of the things i want to do is it's not a part of a major of a larger course it's just a standalone video took me two days to properly research this learned everything i reasonably could about topogun just getting into that and then just providing that kind of stuff for for free for to the community like that that stuff makes me genuinely really happy to do and now because of the situation we're in with the stable website we have martin back on creative things and hey. that's awesome, because if, if I'm just sitting by myself and doing doing stuff by myself, it's 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 hard to do. It's hard to come up with ideas. You don't really refine the ideas. And um, obviously, two people is much better than one, so I can't wait to output a lot more fun content, educational things, just kind of putting life back into our channel. We've seen that, that it's, it's a very stale channel in terms of how much is coming out of it. And also like, obviously the subscriber count as well is, is like entirely stagnant and I really want to just yeah. go back into that, that would make me very happy. If, if you can see that we can revitalize the YouTube channel and we can get more content out there for both commercial and free training, that would, that would make me very happy, <laughs> go back to like old school flip normals in a sense. I mean, that was the whole backbone of how we got started with this, right? You know, we had
0: a few paid things like, you know, our cr- creature modeling, what was it called? Creature concepting in Seabrush or something. Yeah. It's like the first paid tutorial we did. But, you know, we were also doing tons of free content. And I think that was how we started creating value for people was, was adding all of this free content that, that you then had access to, because at the time there wasn't really a lot, you know, if you wanted access to high quality content, and I mean, in the beginning, let's be honest, our content probably wasn't high quality, you know, cause we still had to learn a lot and we hadn't even started working as professionals, but we had worked as hobbyists in our mom's basement for, for a long time, but, <laughs> uh, with no real industry experience at that point, but that was how we tried to create value for for other people around us and you know it's one of the things that i haven't seen or experienced to the same extent that henning has because over the last few years i've sort of taken a backseat to like anything public facing with flip normals due to the website not because i didn't want to but because we we needed it and it always the things that always kept me motivated and going was every time Henning he would like show me a post or a tweet from someone who was like hey Henning uh uh, I don't know if Morton's still alive but I just wanted to tell the two of you that uh, you know I love your content and I've watched it for like three or four years and I now have a job because of you that that was the kind of stuff I was like okay there's there's still a point to trying to to keep going even though it's hard and so all of those things were always super motivating uh, for me and so i am in fact still alive as you might have been able to to guess but yeah all those messages seeing those um all the time has been super motivational for me as well to to keep going
1: and get back into this as well i would say yeah we get a lot of questions from from people i meet being like are you still doing freelance what vfx traders are at if they haven't been following what we're Mm. doing but i mean this has been our full-time job for over five years and we quit our jobs in vfx in june June fourth, twenty eighteen, yeah. and um, that's like four years. Uh, that's five years and a few months ago now. Four years and like four months. Now. <sighs> so, five years and four months. Like, like, that's quite a long time. So, this is a yeah. full time job. We we don't do freelance. We we don't work for anyone else. We we just we create content. And flip Moments is a full time job. And when you're so deep into it, like Morton has been here with development that stuff is tricky like it's like you haven't seen daylight for a long time so <laughs> no <laughs> very exciting now to like she be able to to do stuff like now the way we actually can we can actually do these more regular calls like just seeing like that there's a spark like there's a real spark in a team again. Yeah, it's, it's so cool to see i, I kind of think about it as so like if you're if you're just one person then like it's kind of like one plus one is just two just a simple simple equation there but if you have if you have two people together like this like one plus one is like 12. Like, it just becomes a whole different thing. We had this the other day where we were talking about um, the uh, the 10-year anniversary and uh, we're just going back and forth about uh, like, uh, uh, like Morten's uh, wife works for us as well Amelia, and she was mentioning oh, a 10-year anniversary and I was mentioning yeah I, w- I would love to do an art challenge relating to that and Morton's like I'm on it and then right away we just we're, you know babe go <laughs> He was just sitting for a few days and just going back to the old forum we had for the art challenges. hasn't been doing it for a few years. And then I went to Cyprus, went diving, and then while I was there, the art challenge was just <laughs> up and running with real prices. You should join that as well if you're yeah. interested in art challenges. Like a thousand dollars prices. Definitely join that. But it's awesome. Just awesome to actually be able to like properly do stuff because that's something I've that been to do for a long while as well. Like art challenges, they're awesome, and we also just wanted to do something there, which is. Not just having tons of sponsors and having to worry about all that we just like we're just going to give away a thousand bucks because we figured you can exchange currency for goods and services so you might as well just get a thousand dollars and then you can get actually buy the tutorials you want to to buy instead so very excited about that Uh, with a lot of layoffs happening as well i think we can like Mm -hmm. the winner there can actually be helped a fair bit hopefully
0: yeah yeah i mean that's that was one of the things we really we actually thought about when we talked about the challenge we talked about uh sponsors and and prizes and stuff like that but i think we just quickly came to the conclusion that what people need right now is just money so if we could you know able to if we're able to provide some some relief for a couple of people that would be amazing and then host the challenge as well because it's been uh a long time i think 2019 the last challenge so yeah i I think um, it was a bit
1: later years ago
0: No, well i think that that you know that tells you something about the kind of pressure we've been under in terms of content creation that that there there really just hasn't been room for it like Henning has been on that alone for years now essentially you know the last thing i produced was uh that full character in Seabrush, the dark souls inspired one. And yeah. you know, that was like, okay, I have some time. I want to I want to do this, but always, you know, with the interruptions from the website. So I'm excited to be back as a team, the Team Flip Normals, to to do stuff like this. And we've experienced this already like Henning talked about where, you know, we just sit down and just have some conversations about, okay, so what's been happening? And then all of a sudden we figure out things that we would like to do, like to experiment with and, and really get the ball rolling. That's how we, what we used to do, you know, we would go for walks in the park and then we would just talk about flip models. What can we do? What kind of products can we release? What kind of videos should we make? And that was the, almost, I mean, we did that daily, you know, a few years back where we would just, yeah. that's, that's our routine. We would go out for a, for a walk in the morning or a lunch or something, pick up some lunch, and then talk about strategies um not so much strategies but like low-key flip normal strategies and and what to do then we'll come home and and execute on those and so that's the part i'm excited to get back to where we actually start creating things again because that is that's sorely been sorely missing from from our library you know one one person can only create so much and i think Henning, you've done an amazing job at at keeping that alive (laughs) so
1: that so it actually looks like you know we're still a a functioning company (laughs) What has been interesting with that though, so that obviously by doing the different things, like me focusing mostly on content creation and you focusing on on dev. We we actually got pretty decent at it. Like you you got a very mm. good technical base for that. To but you understand if you can't program directly, at least you have, you have understand stuff to a fairly high level. And and me doing tutorials turns out when you do tutorials every day all the time, you just get a more, better intuitive feel for that. So like recently we, yeah. we made a whole series of YouTube videos and articles just talking about like. What have we learned? If you want to make your own tutorials, how do you go about that? And um, just trying to get everything we learned into that, but also just our own tutorials are so much better than they used to be. We, When you start out, you generally don't know anything. You just kind of, I kind of know some CG, let's kind of talk about how we do that kind of stuff. And then you learn that there's a whole thing underneath this called being a teacher. And that's an actual skill, <laughs> so that's something I had to learn. I had yeah. to learn to become a teacher. I mean that's one of the reasons I whenever I get an opportunity to go to like a classroom as well. like I went to Bournemouth to, to teach the master class students there, like sculpting some months some months back, and always try to do that kind of stuff if I have the opportunity because it's just it's just a different thing when you have to talk to people instead of just sitting on a discord and, and just like chatting with folks so that's been, that's been really yeah. useful just genuinely becoming a fairly decent, I mean, hopefully right, a fairly decent teacher, both when it comes to the YouTube videos but also like the longer courses where we we have a structure for it now. We're working on Intro to Mari course and doing that is kind of strange. An forward. actual Intro to Mari. Yes. An actual Intro to Mari this time. <laughs> not the fantasy one. Finally. <laughs> Finally. So there's tons of cool stuff there. It just becomes a bit of a, not even a routine in a bad way, but you, you just kind of feel some level of seniority when it comes to creating things you can sit down you can just start to block something out but also because we can help other people create tutorials as well that's something i would really like to do as well there are so many extremely talented artists out there who would also be good teachers we just have to reach them be sure that they know that they can actually make a make a decent living out of doing tutorials hopefully getting those yeah. tutorials up and for normals as well particularly now there are more layoffs in the industry as well. I know a lot of people there could use a supplementary income for that. So hopefully that's kind of like everyone helping each other people can create content to to help their their, their lack of income if they lost a job and they have real expertise in something. And then we can also use that to like grow our platform and then the, the people who will be buying the courses are people who are also gonna be influenced in a very positive way by that. If you're an expert on like trim sheets or level designs or anything like that and people wanna become game artists, watch your, they get your knowledge, then they're gonna have a better chance of entering the industry. Right? Like it, it's all like cyclical, everything is connected and one person doing a positive, like something possible that can really have a big impact on other people. So that's something I would love to foster, like get more people into creating content, even if it's just like, even if it doesn't end up in normals, it just like free YouTube videos or something, just like helping the community as a whole. I think that would be, that would be amazing. I would really love to do that.
0: Yeah, because I think it's also like, it's, we, i think we've talked about that before in terms of success of flip normals and and whatnot like it's not it's not about your piece of the pie it's like about how the size of the pie and if we can help grow the pie everyone sort of wins of course we have an incentive in that as well because we we want to make a living but the more people we can help the better because that helps more people maybe enter the industry or become better they get a job so it's, a, it's sort of like a win-win scenario in in that regard and that's been our, our motivation for a long time actually it's yeah it's been a long time coming and uh there's so much more that we can do and i'm excited to to finally be back on that and i still i mean now we've produced content you know i have produced content now it's been a while so we just <laughs> recorded a video like a Halloween sculpting video that should be out now and then and then this one here so it's it's kind of this strange transition where like Hitting said I've spent the last couple of years just with developers and, and have gotten good at that thing not something that I ever thought that I would be able to add to my skill set sort of half production manage half like just doing doing developer briefs and i can't really check code i can understand stuff when when i'm explained but like syntax and whatever for i can sometimes get you know i I know the basics of html and css some javascript and stuff but nothing crazy i can't do crazy stuff like i can't build a, a marketplace and after seeing what goes into that i'm i'm even more amazed that it's up and running just like that technical knowledge of a lot of people of so many people had to like come together in order to build that and i'm amazed that it's possible i think at one point we had maybe eight or ten developers at at any one point like working for us i think so Uh, and obviously that's a massive money drain and we could only do that for for a little bit but you know it was everything from uh agency production managers to developers uh qa people we had people writing documentation we had people for front end for back end for everything that had to do with amazon all the server stuff like it was it was intense uh at one point actually And i'm glad we sort of scaled down from that and and now we're actually sort of like developer free We occasionally have small things where it's like small bugs or something, and we will contact the the previous developers. But right now we're sort of on a developer hiatus and just getting back on our feet and making sure that everything is up and running again. There are still, you know, things that are missing from the platform, and and we we realized that. It was one of the things, one of the compromises we had to make was what do you cut away in order to get everything up and running and, and give... The most amount of people a good experience and so one of the things that i know that i even i promised this on twitter a couple of times as well that soon we would bring wish lists back uh, but then budgets changed and uh, i kind of have to break my promise on that so it's going to be it's going to be a little while before we can bring wish lists back but it's definitely one of the first features that we'll be adding when we start the next development sprint which will
1: hopefully still be a while away because now i want to focus on this for a while and one of the things i kind of want to kind of want to change industry-wide i suppose is it's so easy to measure success particularly if you're like a venture capital list or if you're a vc-backed company you're based by backed by investments that your your metrics or your metrics of success is just how many users do you have it's purely like Mm. every user is just a number kind of want to be sure that our success is measured by how many people lives we've actually improved with this uh just just like how many tutorials can or like how what tutorials can people can people get access to what youtube videos can people get access to and just like actually making a difference in people's lives i, I want that to be kind of a metric of how well we're doing instead of instead of just pure numbers and the good news by doing that but, but, but doing better at in that area we do also improve like you know the pure financials as well so it is connected i just want to be like user first like artist first yeah i think that would be that would be really really nice to to f- continue focusing on
0: i think that's also one of the things that i wouldn't say have limited us but it's it's definitely been something that we thought about a lot you know i think this is true and and anyone who does any type of online content creation can probably relate to this is that so many your success is measured measured in your metrics, so your viewers, your your subscribers, like the number of it. That's always what you measure against. And while it's true in some regard, it's also an unhealthy way, I think, to try to propel your business. And you know this for for example, this video, you Neil, know, here a podcast video thing. We know from experience that these types of videos, these types of podcasts, whatever it might be, aren't as popular as the more short form stuff that we do. It doesn't get as many views. Uh, it doesn't get, gain as much traction. And that's really been holding me back in the past. But I think I've, I've gotten to a point now where it's, it's less about that, but it's more producing content that maybe even just a few people find useful. And if we could do that enough. I think that's like, that will be my measure for success. Like Kenny says, you know, if we can help real people, um, not that, you know, it's awesome with views and subscribers. We know that, it, you know, a lot of that means people are supporting us, but the whole thing about being motivated and that coming from real people that, that get a job or their lives are changed because of it, that means a lot more to me and it helps motivate me a lot more than... I think views and and just general metrics did in the past
1: i'd be curious to hear what people want to see from us as well like we we have a long Mm. list now of of things maybe more and i do some art challenges together some like head-to-head or we we just have a lot more discussions of things so yeah just just let us know what you want to see one thing i really want to discuss in a future video is like what the hell is happening with the the industry? <laughs> like in terms of in oh, terms of layoffs, yes. of what's going on with the, the yeah. economy of it? In terms of the film and the games industry, everything is just terrible in there at the moment. Made a lot of notes for that. That's something I would love to to properly get into. Hopefully, we can shed a little bit of light on that. Hard to say exactly putting a finger on it, but it's. Uh, there are definitely trends there. So tons of stuff like that. I want to do more technical things, a lot more Mario tutorials. When I say a lot more, I want to do Mario tutorials. <laughs> a lot that more that from
0: episode. zero is not
1: hard. Hey, so hey, hey, sad. we have a few Mario tutorials from back in 2018. <laughs> now they are outdated, oh, but <laughs> yeah, no, just, we just The texturing principles are
0: the same. So yeah, kind of <laughs>
1: somehow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but even that, you know, that's a thing that, now that we're both here and and we can brainstorm our fingers on the pulse we're able to stay more flexible so you know if if something were to happen uh like when when substance sort of redid their the way that everything is being textured in substance we could okay so now there's new new technology there how does that compare to mari that's the type of content it's like cg news content in a way that we've wanted to do for a while to yeah. to help like disseminate all the knowledge and and people don't have to read a bunch of stuff but they can watch our videos to get that overview that's something that we've wanted to do for a while but the resources just haven't been there but now they are and you know when when we started out years ago we i think we did two videos a week for like a long time right you did that until I remember uh, yeah yeah we did it for ages and that was, I mean, that was, that was crazy. That was, it was very stressful uh, <laughs> to do that. But it was also the type of production that we did with those videos. So, you know, we might be able to get some back to some of that where we do a lot more regular content. I mean, we, we have to get back to that to yep. to keep growing and, and to stay relevant, obviously. But I'm I'm excited about working and, and doing stuff with FlipNormals now for the first time in a long time. You know, it, it very quickly became... The development stuff for me was just something that had to be done and and i i just had to do it so for for a number of years there it wasn't a lot of fun working on flip normals like every day was like okay it's just another day let's just get through this um so i'm excited to be on the other side of that now where you know every day i'm excited to do stuff i'm excited to do content I'm excited to have chats with Henning. I'm excited to to plan the day. I'm excited to plan the weeks to figure out what kind of content can we create, and also getting back into creating tutorials will be an important one for me. Uh, we've talked about it here as well that one of the things that we're missing is is gaming or games content. You know, we oh, yes. obviously we come from a VFX background, and that's where we done we've done most of our work, but with where the industry's, the industry's heading for, for, for games and entertainment games is something that both of us, uh, is something games is something that both of us want to add to our, our tool build, you know, yeah. not necessarily becoming professional games artists, but getting deep enough into it that we can start providing helpful content to, to everyone out there, because I don't think that at this point I mean, you don't necessarily need to have been a professional within the industry, whether it be gaming, commercials, VFX, in order to effectively teach it. There's definitely going to be some things where you will need the input of actual professionals. So you don't say stuff that's wrong. And we'll definitely be sure to <laughs> surround ourselves with other professionals to, to fact check us. But we know that at this point, from just from experience, that that we've we've developed a system for for describing uh knowledge or like giving away knowledge to people that that seems to work and so i don't see that you know that challenge of of retrofitting all that into games isn't going to be that tricky there will of course be technical challenges that where the differences between vfx and games are going to come in but i'm hoping that Adding that to our our library of, of courses and added assets or or whatever it may be is going to be really beneficial to to everyone out there.
1: Yeah. So just to clarify on that, what Morton is saying, not going to be that tricky. That does not mean easy. That our our perspective on what's hard to do is. Uh, Bootstrapping a company like FlipNormals from absolute nothing, rebuilding websites all the time, and <laughs> getting to that point—that is tricky. That is very, very, very tricky to do. But with this, this is this is this is like a series of technical steps. We have to increase our understanding of of tools, of techniques, and all that. But it's 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 like a solvable problem. And the thing with, I think we're doing a company. A little side up here, but the thing we're doing a company is that. You, you never really know if your choices are the correct ones. You, you, sometimes those choices are validated like right away. Sometimes they're validated in a year. Sometimes you just never know. Should you spend $5,000 on, on an ad campaign for something? Maybe, maybe not. If you spend that money, you, you don't genuinely know if it works or not. Even if you get metrics on it, it's difficult. But game dev or learning topology or learning anything like that, that's a solved problem like there is a you can go to a professional game artist and you can say like this is what i, I want to say is this correct or is this not correct and they can very accurately say you're kind of being a dummy here or this is like yeah this is correct yeah right like you can validate what you're talking about real real fast and if you one of the good ways to learn this kind of stuff is i'm gonna be posting this kind of stuff on twitter all the time like you can follow follow more I on Twitter, there for our updates, upcoming stuff there. And whenever I post something that's not going to be correct, somebody's going to correct that right away. And then, like, aha, I won this one because I learned something, right? So it's a really, really yeah. good way to learn how to do this. I can't wait to get started on I mean, real think time. It uh,
0: was really great. Oh, man. i <clears throat> oh, my voices. Uh, I'm not used to talking for. <clears throat> oh, wow. So apparently I'm having bodily technical difficulties. My my throat is uh, is cutting out. It's not even the microphone or anything. But I think this also sort of leaves us a, in a good spot. We wanted to update everyone on what's been going on and, and where we've been, you know, what the plan was going forward. We did an update video like eight months ago, where we said we're back. But that was a lie. Uh, it wasn't a lie at the time because we thought we were back. Turns out we weren't, you know, the website was still (laughs) heavily acting up. We were not. So, but this time we're actually, we are actually back. Development has finished. We we have time on our hands again. We have time to plan. We have time to talk. We have time to figure out what we actually want to do in terms of content for, for everyone. So I think, I think that's, that's about it for, for this one. Um, It's pretty exciting to do like a longer form type of podcast video. And I'm excited to do more of those because I think we can add a lot of different kinds of content that wouldn't fit in that short form thing that people normally uh, watch us for. So in general, I'm just excited to to get out there again, you know, and, and start producing stuff.
1: Yeah, no, I can't wait. And thank you for making it to the end. Uh, this is a bit of a different kind of video. We are, we're not going to be talking about ourselves a lot. <laughs> <going forward like laughs> no, this. no. We're going to be talking about other stuff. For sure. <laughs> but yeah, let us know what you want to see. This—we um, uh, We definitely take requests. We also can't make all of them. But if there is something like in gaming or in just 3D, Blender, Maya paint or anything like that just let us know and uh, we'll see what we can get to the more feature requests or requests or videos we have the the better it is so yeah thank you so much for watching and uh, we'll see you in in future videos